This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Hello and welcome to another Media Week Podcast. My name is Kruti Joshi. I'm the Deputy Editor at Media Week. Today I'm sitting at the Channel 7 office in Martin Place. In front of me is the 7 News Sydney presenter, Mark Ferguson. Hi, Mark. Hey there, Kruti. How are you? Good, thank you. And you? Very well, very well. I've got to say, I'm not often in the boardroom in the early afternoon, so thank you for getting me into the uh, the big room, and I'm sitting in the uh, the chairman's seat, so that's fantastic. It's not often I'm here. Mark, to an industry outsider, the job of a news presenter seems very easy, almost like you get in about 10 minutes before the bulletin, go through the script, read the news headlines of the day, and three, two, one, it's go. Tell us what's your schedule like. Look, I'm usually in about lunchtime, and my day stretches through to about 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. Uh, early parts of my day involve promoting the news, uh, getting the message out there as to what we might be covering. So that's in the form of radio promos and in the form of updates throughout the afternoon. And then as that afternoon wears on, I get more and more focused on the role at six o'clock, looking at intros, checking stories, checking facts, checking pronunciations, all those sorts of things. And that tends to get busier and busier all the way up to about five to six when I'm uh, rushing downstairs to sit in the big seat. In terms of the pronunciations, I was sitting in this very boardroom talking to Michael Usher and he's like when he's ever confused about certain words or how to say certain names when he's on air and it's a breaking news story he just speeds through them what do you do then? You just go for it, yes. You, you try and do your very, very best. So occasionally I've been in the chair when um, maybe the sports presenter's out on the road and the link's gone down and you've got to sort of uh, pick it up as, as you go. Uh, so those, some of those tennis names can be quite tricky and some of those soccer names can be quite, quite tricky. So you've just got, to, uh, just got to give it a go. You're working at a commercial station and if you're an in- industry insider, you always hear these debates about, you know, who's winning, nine news, seven news, ten news, who's coming first? As a presenter, do you feel that commercial pressure? Yeah, there's certainly a bit of that pressure. Uh, we're all aware of the ratings. They're, uh, they're in at about 9.20 uh, for me every single day, and you certainly look at them each day. Uh, I think anyone who says they're not looking at them might be uh, telling a few porkies. So we're all well aware of what the audience is like day in, day out, and, and some really dig down into those numbers and work out what were we doing when the... Uh, numbers bumped, what were we doing when the numbers may have gone back slightly. Uh, But overall for me, I look at the numbers each day. Uh, I take them on board as as a bit of a gauge, but I certainly don't obsess about them. Uh, Our role is just to do the best job we can day in, day out, to make sure that we are delivering a new service for Sydney siders. Uh, We're working out what stories are of most importance to them, most relevance to them, and and doing the very best job we can. And uh, hopefully the audience builds along with that. As a presenter, when the ratings do dip or they're not up to your normal standards, what can you do? You can just keep trying to do your best, as I said. Um, there's, there's no need for panic stations. I guess if you see a fall in numbers over a long period of time and they're declining, that's cause for concern. And that's when in the commercial world, no matter whether it's TV or other industries, that's when uh, changes are made. Uh, but certainly day in, day out, you don't, uh, you don't panic over, you know, maybe 20,000 up or 20,000 down. Uh, you just keep coming in and, and putting that uh, new service together as best you can. It's a very competitive industry. It always has been. Uh, my days on the road, it was always very competitive as a journo on the road, trying to get that extra interview, trying to get that extra shot, trying to get an exclusive angle to your story. Mm. Uh, it was an environment that I loved and I, I thrived in as, as a young fella. Um, so I'm certainly used to the competition um, as an older 
veteran these days. Uh, but certainly you don't, uh, you look at the ratings every day, uh, but you certainly don't uh, hang your hat on them every day. You smiled a little when you said you get referred to as an industry vet- veteran. You don't like that title very much? Well, you know, you'd like to kid yourself you're not getting too much older. But uh, I started many, many years ago. And in fact, just the other day, I had a good mate from, from my very early cadetship days uh, text me with a lovely photo of his new grandchild. And uh, that was quite a shock to the system. We're, we're getting to that age. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do, I do shake my head sometimes about how long I've been doing this. Talking about how long you've been doing this, tell me about how you got your start in the industry and what kind of tempted you to become a journalist. Yeah, I was a bit of a late bloomer towards uh, journalism when I was in year 10, so 15, 16 in Tamworth. I wanted to be a country vet. I did a lot of work experience in year 10. I went to the local vet. I think I spent uh, three weeks all up in year 10. Absolutely loved it. And that was my plan of attack. So going into year 11 and 12, it was physics, chemistry, three-unit maths. By the end of year 11, I think I was failing physics, chemistry and wasn't doing too well in three-unit maths. So the first time that journalism popped its head up went from my teacher saying, look, you're good at English, you write really nicely, history's good, geography's strong. If you're writing it down, it seems to be going pretty well. If you're trying to add it up, it's not going that well for you. Uh, so probably year 12, I started to think about uh, uh, playing to my strengths. I started to think about what could I do with maybe some decent writing ability and that's when journalism started to uh, appear on the radar. I was probably going to leave Year 12 and go somewhere like Charles Sturt or I remember at the time there was a great uh, course down at Canberra that I was looking at but I was very, very fortunate that uh, straight out of school uh, a cadetship popped up at my local TV station. It was known as NEN 9 and 8 back then and so I was very fortunate to land that job and I went straight from school uh, straight onto the TV at the age of 17. What's your journey like been since then? Because you worked quite a bit in regional television and also had quite a long stint at Channel 9 as well. It's been, for me, extraordinary. I, I feel I've been very, very fortunate. Um, I often, if I do a school visit, someone will say, what's the best part of your career? And the best part of my career has been the journey. The journey from a 17-year-old who knew not much, certainly nothing about journalism, not much about the wider world, and to have had the opportunity to have travelled the world, uh, to have met some fascinating people, to have covered some very big events, it's been extraordinary. Uh, it all started in Tamworth. My first days in the office were very important to me. I was surrounded by really nurturing, caring, mentoring type people. Um, they had a very raw product who knew absolutely nothing and they were patient and persistent and they really helped me along the way. Uh, from there, I, Tamworth to Lismore. First big city job was Channel 7 in Brisbane. I think around about 1987, 88. Uh, again, a wonderful uh, learning curve, a great newsroom, uh, wonderful senior people around me who really helped me. Um, and then yeah, from there, uh, up to Cairns for a while. I left the industry for a year and I, I worked as London's worst waiter for about six months, which was an experience. Um, but it's always since then been television. And one of the highlights was uh, coming back to Sydney, going across to Channel 9 and then having that four years overseas as a foreign correspondent. That had always been a dream of mine as a young journo and that was an absolutely fantastic, fascinating period of my career. One of the major stories that you covered while you were in London was the passing of Princess Diana. When the royal wedding was happening and all the you know, media attention that was being given to her, Princess Diana inevitably kind of came up. Did that take you back to those times? Yeah, that was a very, very big story. I was just coming to the end of my time as a correspondent, so I was still there and was able to, uh, to help out on that story. It was a, a frantic time. It was an unbelievable um, media storm. And so it should have been. In my uh, three and a half, four years over there, I'd done a lot of stories on the royal family, a lot of them on Diana. So it was a real shock when she passed away. Personally, I, I 
took me, you know, a couple of hours to absorb what had happened and then it was just frantic from then on. So that was a very busy time. It was one of the biggest stories I covered in my time over there. And yes, certainly, looking at the recent royal wedding, while that wasn't a, a shocking event or, or an upsetting event, uh, it certainly reminded me of, of how much time had passed, um, how old William and Harry were at the time when their mum uh, passed away. Um, but I, uh, I, I enjoyed the coverage of the, of the wedding. Uh, I didn't think I was enjoy, enjoyed it as much as I, I did. I sat down and watched uh, most of it, and it was fascinating. And uh, it was it was wonderful to see uh, Britain at its best. I've got to say. When you came back, you were working for Channel Nine, and like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you had been in your career at Nine for about seventeen years. In that time, you've worked as a weekend news presenter, a weeknight news presenter, went back to being weekends, and then you came over to Channel 7. What lured you from 9 to 7? Look, I think it was just time for a change. I'd been at nine for a long time. I'd had that wonderful period overseas. I'd come back and set my sights on trying to do some more within the studio, trying to be a news presenter. A lot of that had to do with trying to get a new challenge, but also had to do with being a new dad. Um, there were times where I thought, well, maybe I should try and get on a, the Sunday show or even push for 60 minutes or a show like Sunday night or Four Corners. And I spoke to a number of people in those areas and they said they're fantastic jobs. They're absolutely superb, but you do not see much of your children you are away six to nine months of the year and I thought to myself well that's not the sort of dad I wanted to be so that was part of my reasoning for stepping into the studio uh, which I was able to do it took a bit of persistence and took a few knocking on doors but I got there eventually and once I got there I found I, I really did enjoy it I thought I was doing a pretty good job and, and I was able to progress. Uh, as you mentioned, I went up to the, the big six o'clock chair um, quite quickly. I thought a bit too quickly um, in hindsight. Uh, that didn't quite work out and, and, as you said, the ratings pressures and all those sorts of things and I was up against a, a wonderful newsreader here at Channel 7 at the time by a fellow by the name of Ian Ross. Uh, so he was out in front and I was coming second and in commercial TV you can't do that for too long. Um, so I was sort of shifted out of that chair and, and as you mentioned, back to the, the weekend chair. And look, once that happens, I felt like, well, maybe it was time to try something new. Um, I felt like I'd you know, taken a step back and, and it was time to try and open up a new door. Thankfully, uh, a few of my old bosses were over here at Channel 7 at the time, David Leckie and Peter Meekin, and, and they were calling and saying, would you like to come across? And the more I thought about it, the more attractive it was. And so I, I made that step and I'm, I'm very glad. I think I've been here about eight to nine years now, and that's gone very, very quickly, but I've really enjoyed the change, really enjoyed the move, and I, I really enjoy working with the team we've got here. If you're joining us now or you've rolled right past the beginning, I am Kruti Joshi, and this is the Media Week podcast. I'm here with Mark Ferguson, the Channel 7 news presenter in Sydney. We've talked so far about your career and what it's been like, your move from nine to seven. When you did come across to seven, did you notice much of a change in terms of the culture or the environment? Oh, look, there are little things that are certainly different. Uh, the change of location was one that struck me straight away, uh, having been out at uh, good old Willoughby for a long time. I hadn't thought too much about it, but when I came in here in the middle of the city uh, into more modern facilities um, with certainly uh, lots of hustle and bustle, I really enjoyed that uh, that change. Uh, the team's both very competitive, both both very professional, and I was uh, warmly welcomed, uh, which was wonderful because I'd, it's a strange thing for people. I'd been the opposition for some time, um, but warmly welcomed and uh, I, as I said, it's been a great move. Uh, they're a wonderful team, a strong, bonded team, and it's been, it's been wonderful. As a presenter, you are often chained to the desk. Do you miss being out on the road because that's how you started off? Yes, I do. I do at times. Uh, when I see some of our uh, co my colleagues and workmates in far-flung places, uh, like the Royal Wedding or uh, certainly um, even closer to home, um, 
I, I do think, well, you know, they were, they were fantastic days and, and given the chance it would be nice to pop out on the road a little bit more. We do occasionally. Uh, but I do miss going out on the road. I miss that adventure. Uh, I miss that part of the journey. But then I'm quick to remind myself I have a wonderful job. It's a pretty important job. I do like being in the centre of a breaking news story and having that ability to cross to, to, a, to a variety of people and, and maybe talk to people within the studio. Uh, and that's something you don't get on the road. So it's that, uh, that fast pace and that adrenaline rush that you get in the studio I still really thrive, I really enjoy. Seven News last year noted that it was number one in five biggest cities. When it comes to Sydney, what do you think keeps Seven News out in front of its competitors? So we are number one in Australia, uh, as you mentioned, but in Sydney, we're not quite there yet. Um, we are getting closer and uh, there are some nights where we're out in front and there are some nights where we're slightly behind. But it's, it's getting pretty much neck and neck in Sydney, which makes it a very competitive environment. Uh, what keeps us in that position is the team. It's the news service. It's the trust of Sydney Siders. Um, it's working out, as I mentioned before, what matters most to the people of Sydney day in, day out. What's the most relevant story? What's the most important story? Making sure we throw the right amount of resources at the right story at the right time and then cover it as best we can. We talked about some of the benefits of being a presenter for Seven News. What are some of the challenges? Oh, there are not too many challenges. Um, I guess I've been doing it a while now, so that sort of nerve factor, which was a big challenge uh, in the early days, um, just stepping into the studio initially, I found quite a challenge. Uh, covering big stories in the early days, I found, you know, we've got to get this one right and uh, there's a bit of extra adrenaline flowing there. But I've been doing it a while now, so I do quite enjoy those days when the adrenaline's flowing and there's plenty happening and you're going to have to think on your feet and, and get out there. Uh, so that's pretty good. Other than that, not too many challenges. Um, it's, uh, it's uh, as I said, I, I feel very, very fortunate to be sitting in that chair. I feel very fortunate to have had the journey I've had. Uh, and I enjoy it very much. 30 years in the industry, four years as the weeknight presenter of 7 News Sydney. Do you ever look back at your journey and think, what would life have been if I was a vet? I do, yes. I often think that. In fact, uh, it was not that many years ago that I was at a school visit and I hadn't given it much thought for a long time. And I think a, a little year three or a little year four girl put her hand up and I said, yes, what's your question? She said, if you hadn't have been a journalist, what would you have been? And I hadn't thought about that for a long, long time. And that's probably the fat thing, giving it a lot of thought. And it really started to, uh, to dwell on me for quite some time. So there's obviously something deep down that, you know, there was something about country life, there was something about animals, there was something about caring for animals that was important to me as a young fella. And it dawned on me that probably still is important to me. So um, these days I've got a bit of a farm. I've got uh, a few head of sheep and a few head of cattle and I love nothing more than sort of getting three hours out of Sydney and uh, rounding them up and, and helping out uh, where I can. In your career, there are a lot of been there, done that moments. What have you left to do? What have I left to do in my career? Oh, that's a tough question. What have I left to do? Look, I would like to just uh, keep on doing what I'm doing. I would love to uh, stay in that chair uh, for as long as the audience of Sydney and my colleagues will have me. I would love to build our audience over time. I would uh, love to cement our position as a, a really strong, really uh, important news service in this city. They're challenging times. Uh, keeping that audience night after night is, is a challenge. Uh, there are so many other areas that the audience can go, that people have busy lives. They've got plenty happening at 6 o'clock. So just being able to keep polishing, keep improving, uh, not only the news service but my craft, you know, there's always something to learn. 
just keep on keeping on and hoping, hoping to, to build that service, uh, to build that audience and, and to build that recognition in Sydney would be, would be wonderful. Mark Ferguson, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. This was another Media Week podcast. Find us online at mediaweek.com.au and follow us on Twitter at MediaWeek AUS and the same on Facebook.